you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons limited series. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. On this episode, we fight our way up to Gaia Prime, find out what happened to Apollo, and obtain the Master Override. Welcome to episode 25 of Lightkeeper Protocol. Welcome to Lightkeeper Protocol, a podcast about our journey through Horizon Zero Dawn and Horizon Forbidden West. I am Jarrett, but you can call me Ja, and I am here with Christina Olsen as Pop-Tart. Hello. Yes, and I'd like to welcome any new listeners as well as any returning listeners. Thank you guys very much for taking the time to check out Lightkeeper Protocol. We love to hear what you have to say about the show and about the game, so please feel free to join us on our Discord, which is mash.gg slash Discord. We could discuss some Horizon Zero Dawn or Forbidden West. There's also spoiler channels available, so don't be afraid if uh, you're a bit farther ahead than everybody else. Uh, But yeah, before we get into today's content, let's uh, recap what we talked about last time. So we finally entered All Mother Mountain after restoring the Alpha Registry, but we found out that All Mother Mountain is actually Eleuthia 9. Uh, a facility nine. Uh, we found that the children born there never had access to Apollo. It was offline, which kind of explains how the world is in the state that it is today. And then we also received a message from Gaia explaining that Hades had become self-aware and escaped Gaia Prime as she was trying to destroy it. And when you came back out the mountain, now Aloy is anointed. So she went from being an outcast to a spiritual symbol leader, whatever you want to say. So that is quite the glow up for Aloy. But uh, now we are going to do the main quest, the mountain that failed, not failed, sorry, fell. Uh, kind of said, sort of failed too, but yeah. we'll get into that. <laughs> um <laughs> But uh, yeah, so we're actually heading to Gaia Prime to recover the Master Override. It's the only way we will be able to destroy Hades. So uh, Gaia Prime is up a mountain, as you have may not have realized, but, but it is. So we actually have to climb up there. And when we start the climb, which is actually called the Bitter Climb, uh, Silence, he you know gets on the on the microphone and lets you know, hey, this is going to be a dangerous climb. There's ferocious machines at every step of the climb uh so i mean it's almost like a you know a different levels like level one you have these machines level two you have these machines level three you have these machines and also as you uh go higher it starts to snow harder as well so it gets a little bit harder to see as you go up so uh the first level not too difficult just a few stalkers and some red eye watchers even though Aloy calls out the stalkers before, I don't want to say not before they spawn, but before they appear in your view, because you have to get close enough and then they'll come into view. Like then they'll actually like jump down into the area. Like I, they're not just there. No, I feel like she did. So when I walked up, they were hanging out on buildings. They were visible. They were, They didn't have their cloaks on, but they were just chilling on the side of, not buildings, but on the side of things. They didn't jump down. 
Really? Like I didn't see them at all. She's like, "Oh, stalkers," and I'm yeah. like, "I don't see any. I just see the, the the red traps that they usually put down." Yeah, there's the red traps in the center, and then there's one immediately to the right of it, and then there's like, if you look straight ahead, there's like a pipe that goes through to the other side where the watcher was, and there's one on the inside of that, but like upside down. You got to see these hand motions she's doing, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to see the hand motions. That's the only the only negative thing about and not doing a video podcast for this, but <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, I mean, either way, like they, they once you get close enough, they do come down to the area, and then you just fight them the way you would any other stalker and watchers. I mean, if you got, I mean, I I pretty much use the slang all game, so I had the slang, I used it with the electric or with the shock ammo. Boom, they go down in one hit. Or you can go, they take two two down if you get one to walk into the shock area. I made stupid decisions on every part of this mountain, and oh, yeah. I overrode one. But then I think I attacked it by accident right away, oh, which like yeah. unoverrode it. So then I was fighting three up close, and then the stupid watcher was just annoying me from a distance. I always kind of forget that I have the override for them. I mean, at, at this point in the game, I have the override for everything, right? And I was just like, nope, time to die. I'm spraying everybody. I also <laughs> you know, forget I just, that you can tie them down after they're aggro and then override them, right? Yes, you I, can. That's, I always forget that. I'm in the heat of the moment, and I'm like, well, there's so many machines. I'm screwed. <laughs> like, no, you can override them, but I just forget. That's how I override Glint Hawks. Right. Because, I mean, other than that, you, you, you don't, can't. you'll never have an opportunity to override a Glint Hawk. You got to tie it down and bring it down. So, yeah. Yeah, that one's easy enough. Like, I mean, it's snowing a little bit, but they still have pretty high visibility. I would say the watchers were the most annoying part. They, they like, you know, like, because they were shooting at it from a distance. So, I prefer the regular Ninja Kick watchers right. versus the Red Eye watchers, you know. So, but yeah, easy enough. Now, level two, there are two Ravagers and a Flock of glint hawks uh so for this one i didn't fire a single bow i overrode one of the stalkers which obviously aggroed the group they started attacking it i caught a glint hawk like flying away like it did a bombing run on it and then like like a like a a, a frost bombing run and as it was like flying around that's when i rope casted it and brought it to the ground and then i overrode that and so i had the two machines fighting for me and it killed. They killed everything super fast. Super fast. Wow, you're so smart. <laughs> I'm assuming you didn't have a good time. No, because at this at this point, I'm like, I'm strong. I don't feel like because I was stealthing the whole game because I was scared of everything. And then I get a god complex and I'm like, I can fight anything. And then I just make <laughs> mistakes because I don't feel like dealing with it and then i i have to you know deal with the consequences of the the mistakes that i made and i only saw one ravager and like two glint hawks and i was like easy so <laughs> <laughs> we all know there's more than that there that's just all i saw so i tear blasted the ravager so it wouldn't shoot me and i was like i can get the gun but i tear blasted it so far away i couldn't reach the gun till later oh yeah and then the other one sees me and i was like oh there is two. Oh boy it ended yeah. up fine i just you know like i said at this point decided to go just in and i shouldn't yeah i think it's also because you don't use your focus that much 
like I anytime I do whenever I go into battle I always use my focus I just didn't see the other one oh yeah because as soon as I see one machine I turn my focus on so I can see all the other machines in the area so I could plan I, accordingly I wonder because that one was close to me and the other one I think circles around really far back if it just was right outside of range that I didn't see it right but I always use a, my focus before I go into battle. I just, like I said, after the last fight, I was like, I'm fine. It's just Ravagers and Glinthawks. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, not to mention is I'm pretty sure that Glinthawks always travel in packs of threes or flocks of threes. I'm pretty sure. That sounds like a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's, that's the case. So I believe that. Yeah, you got you to gotta look out for that third Glinthawk. So. Now, Level three is when it is snowing the absolute hardest. Visibility is low, but you kind of don't need it because on level three, there is a storm bird. It's the only thing that you're going to be fighting. So what I mean, this is not at this point in the game, it's not really that hard of a fight, especially it's not even like the area is really uh, closed off or small. It's actually a pretty large area. I, I would just recommend not getting stuck in the river, you know, in the, in the little stream. But other than that, it's a pretty standard Stormbird fight. Did he not feel more aggressive than other Stormbirds? Not to me. Maybe because I kept him tied down a lot. Oh, yeah. I don't recall other Stormbirds shooting lightning at me. Oh, I've had other Stormbirds shoot really? lightning at me. Maybe I shot yeah. that off before. I don't know. But like. They shoot big balls of lightning and then they also do lightning bombing runs. Yeah, see, I feel like when I fought them before, I never ran into that. Like, the biggest issue is when they dove down on me. That's the number one reason to take that metal plate off, like, so that they can't do that. I think that's what I did every time, is I took that metal plate off. And this yeah, time, like, I didn't get to it, and he just kept shooting at me. Yeah, yeah, no, like, they always do that. Like, it's still, it's a pretty standard fight. Now, this cutscene that they do right before, because they do this cutscene... Uh, you know, kind of like, oh, this is the big bad Stormbird. This is the cutscene I was talking about in a way earlier episode. I confused this cutscene. I thought this cutscene happened during the side mission where you find Derval's workshop with the lures. Oh. I thought this cutscene happened then. And I was like, this feels weird because it feels like it's the first time you're supposed to see a Stormbird. I still kind of feel that way, that the way they make this cutscene is like, this is the first time you're supposed to see, you're seeing a Stormbird, and that's why they do it like this. But, I mean, because it's not like they ever do that to a Thunderjaw. Well, you, know? you don't encounter a Thunderjaw in story at all. Wait. Red Maw? <laughs> yeah, but that wasn't main story. I mean... I mean, there uh, just was, never mind, in the heart of the Nora, we just saw Yes, in the heart of the Nora, yes. There was, so. five minutes ago. Uh, but this is the first time you see the Stormbird in stories, so maybe. Maybe. Uh, I guess so. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that because it's true. I think it's the first time you have to, in the main story, 100% have to fight a Stormbird. All the other times, you don't have to. So, uh, but yeah. So, I mean, once you're done with this, you can head up to Gaia Prime, like, as it's a little bit further, or. There is a vantage point in this area as well. Uh, the narrator, he's looking at the construction of Gaia Prime. Uh, and he said it actually, I think he says something like this is the second time he learned how the world would end. You know, 
but he didn't know what they were building. He said, there's a lot of construction here. I wonder why. And then that's it. Uh, I can't remember what I can't remember what a uh, pocket shit storm day it was, <laughs> but it was a uh, 10. It was 10. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't the last day because I'm pretty sure it's 12 days of a pocket shit storm. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do a whole Well, that's going to be in a whole nother episode. So. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, but yeah, so once you reach the top, it miraculously stops snowing that hard. But if you turn around and go back, it is still snowing that hard. So the weather is weird, uh, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, so you go to the top and you can see the full destruction of Gaia Prime. And Aloy, she makes a comment. Uh, she says that Gaia cracked the inside of the mountain like it was an egg. And it is true. I mean, they did build the facility inside of Gaia Prime. And this mountain is pretty much wide open, <laughs> you know, because of the explosion. Uh, so silence, he's already been to that location and he built a climbing path for Aloy to reach the entrance to Gaia prime. And as you're going up, it's actually kind of funny cause there's a little banter where she's like, so you built me a climbing path, but you left me, uh, a bunch of machines to fight on the way up. He was like, uh, uh he's like, since when have machines been obstacles to you? He was like, if you could fly, I wouldn't even built you a path, <laughs> you know? So that was funny. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, um, Silence has actually built a workshop right outside the door to Gaia Prime. Obviously, he couldn't get in because he's not you. And inside, uh, of the workshop, Hot Silence is there, but it's not Flesh Silence, it's Hollow Silence. For years, I tried to get through this hatch. I drilled, I burned, I blasted. But we both know that you won't have any trouble getting through You make it sound like I should apologize. Not at all. It never occurred to me that the way through would not be with force, but with a key. A key in human form. The failure of imagination was mine, not yours. Looks like you've spent a lot of time here. Nineteen years ago, a great explosion destroyed this mountain. Gaia's death. Your birth. The echo could be heard as far as the claim. Ash darkened the skies. How they fretted in Meridian as they tried to read this omen. The crater burned for weeks, but when it cooled, I was the first to behold what lay within. Over time, the machines closed ranks to protect it. Useful. Soon, no one dared to come here, except me. In her message, Gaia said we could restore her, but after seeing the damage, how could that be? She said any effort to repair her must come after Hades is destroyed. I concur. Rebuilding the terraforming system now might allow Hades to use it as a weapon. Because of Gaia's sacrifice, it has been forced to search for means that are less... convenient. But do you think it's even possible to restore Gaia? You know what the cauldrons are capable of. How they fabricate any technology necessary to create a machine. By the same principle... It should be possible to replicate every technology necessary to repair Gaia. But that would take years. We're counting the time we have left by the hour. I thought you might actually be here this time. Actually, here. Why? My presence is unnecessary. You don't need my help to pass through this door. You were the one born to do this, not me. It's time for me to head in. Yes. When you find the Master Override, you will gain the power to defeat Hades. Everything depends on you. 
So after Guy Prime exploded, Silence was actually one of the first people to go there after it was safe. I think he said it's it, it like smoldered for weeks, but when he could get close enough, he could. But soon after that, he says the machines kind of closed ranks in around Gaia Prime, almost like they were protecting it. And uh, yeah, they wouldn't uh, they wouldn't uh, let anybody else up, so nobody else came. He had it all to himself, for the most part. And um, I don't know. I almost feel like that comment flies. I guess maybe for this part of the game, it flies under the radar. But after going through the frozen wilds. There's a bit more conversation you can have about that comment about the machines surrounding Gaia Prime. So, but we'll 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 get back around to that. Uh, so, yeah, he pretty much had it all to himself, and you know he couldn't uh, he couldn't get the door open. He tried everything, uh, but obviously Aloy was the key that he needed. And uh, Aloy is actually already thinking ahead, like past this. You know, she's like, well, based on the damage, look, you know, she looked at Gaia Prime. She's not even sure if she's going to be able to repair Gaia. Uh, and Silence brings up the fact that the cauldrons can fabricate anything and should be able to fabricate everything needed to rebuild all of Gaia's components. They're completely skipping the fact that they have no idea how to do anything related <laughs> to what Gaia did. Like, Gaia <laughs> was built by the world's best everything. Right. Everything. The world's best everything. That's the thing is like that's that's kind of a question I I asked a few times like where silence kind of like I guess he gets information whatever but whatever information that he he has because that's what he does he just seeks out knowledge or what anyone has it just pales in comparison to what the people in the old world would know exactly I mean if the goal is just to straight up get Gaia rebooted that's one thing like if they can figure out like is there a Gaia backup somewhere <laughs> you know what I'm saying to get her back on because then Gaia can take care of everything right you know so I mean that may be it but like even getting to that point you know so uh yeah it's uh interesting but like I said she's thinking she's thinking far ahead right she needs to put one foot in front of the other first get that door open uh you know so but that's what she does. She does do the identity scan. She heads inside the facility. And early in the facility, uh, there is an audio log of Travis Tate talking to Margot Shen. Logging arrivals. Shen Margot. Welcome to Frozen Hill. Population 10. 11 counting Gaia. Don't count your chicken embryos before they're incubated, hon. She's still firing up. Be a while before you eat that omelet. I'm vegan, Travis. You'd think we'd worked in the same secret base long enough for you to notice. We weren't scheduled to shack up here for another three weeks. You realize I just lost 350 kilos of pre-code smug comics in transit. Wait, actual physical media? Why didn't you have it digitized? Can't beat the feel of physical media on your fingers. And in here, we ain't gonna be touching a whole lot else. Figured I was gonna pass the time archiving them. What about you? Me? At work, I guess. My task queue stretches out for, like, three years. There's a lot of sharp edges to round off. After that, I hadn't really thought about it. Oh, you will. You what, 30? Rick, can you be the one turning the lights off at the end? Food for thought, huh, vegan? This sucks forever. Nah, not forever. Just the rest of your life. 
it sounds like they're checking into the facility. And at first I thought it was maybe just to install Gaia. But then Margot starts talking about having a workload that stretches three years. And, you know, they obviously didn't have that much time before the biosphere was being, was going to be destroyed. Like they had 16 months total, total from the time Elizabeth found out what was going on until probably like around now. And then Travis just says, oh, yeah, like you have the rest of your life, <laughs> you know, uh, to, to, to do things and, you know, stuff like that. Not to do things, but to like, you know, think and do work and stuff like that. So, yeah, they're going to be there uh, forever. So uh, based on the, uh, at least to the end of their natural lives. So based on the conversation, it sounded like Gaia wasn't even ready yet because Travis said something about she's still like she needs to boot up or, you know, she's not done. Um, and I know that, like, you know, we, Elizabeth so, had told uh, Perez that Gaia was complete or that everything was complete, uh, but clearly more work needs to be done. Well, you know? I think they said in the last uh, the last place that she needed to be transferred and it would take some time for her to come online. Did they say that? In, the, in which facility? I feel like in the one in the Zero Dawn facility. Hmm, maybe. Maybe I I don't recall, but maybe I do remember that they saying that she needs to be transferred to the to the Zero Dawn facility. So I do remember they, oh, that's that's sorry that she need to be transferred to Gaia Prime. So I do remember them saying that. Yeah. I didn't remember them saying anything about a boot time or yeah. I feel like you know, it said else. that it might take some time for her to turn on, but I don't remember <laughs> the exact yeah. location. Right. So uh, Aloy she heads further into the facility and she enters a section that. Pretty much used to be the center of Gaia Prime. Now it is just a crater. Uh, now you could go forward here because that's probably what you want to do. You're hungry for information, but if you want that last power cell, you would actually need to turn around and find it. Like you do have to, like you know, this is the only power cell. Uh, no, sorry, I will say this is the no. There's really only one power cell they put right in front of you, but all the other power cells, like. They kind of put the path in front of you, and you just have to go that way. Uh, if you're just coming down, I guess you, yeah, you definitely have to turn around. But I guess on your way out, maybe you'd see it. But this is definitely the most the most easily missed power cell, I'd say. Yeah, I got this one on my way out, and I definitely needed help because I was afraid to miss it, uh, and I would have because it's kind of off to the side. It is a spot where you're like, oh, I haven't been up there before. But for some reason, I couldn't figure out how to get up there. I have this issue where, like, the yellow rocks just aren't yellow enough for me to see. And I just don't see them. I need to get, like, Mirror's Edge where it's glowing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think. Well, actually, everything in Mirror's Edge, like, it was color-coded very, very, very specifically. So that also helps. But, um... Yeah, I think part of the issue is that it is a little harder to see the path. It's a little harder to see the handholds to get up to that location and grab the final power cell for the for the for the uh, ancient armor. So, but um, yeah, after you get the power cell or not, you can get on the way out too. <laughs> you uh, do cross the bridge, and Aloy enters the Alpha's living quarters, and you'll find some audio logs there. Uh, the first one you'll find is from Margot Shin. And uh, she's just talking about a dream where she was given a lecture about the end of the world. And then she realized she was all by herself and woke up. And, yeah, it was all very somber. I mean, it's 
the, the world's ending. You know, we're used to it at this point. So our world is constantly in a state of ending. So how about that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. Uh, but there's also a audio log from Charles Ronson, who I don't know. Uh, he was I know he was the alpha for. I'm pretty. Uh, is it Artemis? I think he's the alpha for Artemis. It's whatever the ones that had to deal with the animals. That's what he's the alpha for. But this is our first time hearing his voice. Because we didn't hear his voice before. Tom Paik is the person who we heard talking before. Tom Paik mentioned his name. Right. Oh, right. Yeah, because I don't... When I heard this audio log, I was like... I, I was like, who? Who was this again? I just thought I yeah. forgot. But I guess I have no. forgot. But... <laughs> yeah, Charles Ronson. He, Tom Paik was just happy to work with Charles Ronson. So, I originally, I thought it was because maybe he just, like, respected him professionally or something like that. But I actually think it's for another reason. And I'll get to that in a second. Uh, but... Like I said, this is the first time I mentioned hearing his voice, and he talked about the evacuation. He said, you know, there was a line at the medical facility for people doing the euthanasia because a bunch of people didn't even want to live in Elysium. They wanted to just be medically, you know, euthanized uh, so that they, uh, you know, don't have to deal with it. I mean, they were all going to die at the end of the day, but some people want to live out their natural lives. And other people were like, yeah, I'm going to cut the court now, <laughs> you know, so. And he was actually supposed to be there with Tom as he went down. But instead, he tried to get zygotes for some birds into the terraforming system, and he failed at that, and he regrets not being there with Tom. Uh, so, And he talked about how things could be different if he weren't an alpha. Like, he sounded a bit jealous of like the, the betas and the gammas. Uh, you know, he said he could, be, he could have been on uh, Elysium with the one person that he loved. And I think he was talking about Tom. I think. Maybe. I didn't pick. Yeah, I, I guess so. Wouldn't Tom have had the opportunity to go? Like, why wouldn't he just have been able to go? That's what I'm confused about. Then, well, Tom didn't like Tom didn't want to deal with it. Like, I mean, he just he had already made his his decision, right? Well, they could change Tom, their decision at any time. They said you can change it before it happens. That's true. Yeah, that is very true. So, but it sounds like if he was in the line for the euthanasia, like it sounds like he didn't. He had plenty of he time to change his mind, and he did not. And yeah, and he stuck to his guns. So. Uh, but now he says he's going to spend the rest of his life with people he does not like. So I'm like, okay, well, that sucks. You know, just just think about the work. That's all. <laughs> but uh, Aloy, she, she does come across Elizabeth Sobek's room. And there are some journals there, but they're destroyed. And Silence tells Aloy that the focus can repair them and it'll just take some time. And we're not going to cover the journals in depth. Uh, but we, there are some elements in the journals that we're definitely going to talk about because they are relevant now the the journals are supposed to be based on the wiki the journals are supposed to open when you talk to specific people but i don't think that is 100 correct because the first journal unlocks before you talk to anybody the first journal unlocked for me when i went to go get the ancient armor yeah same yeah because you probably went right after the facility to go get the ancient armor i did the same thing yeah i have it in my notes and I think two of them unlocked at the same time, and it wasn't right after I talked to a person. I was traveling. I was walking somewhere, and then they unlocked, and I was like, oh, that's random. Like, I feel like they all unlocked at random points. Maybe in the wiki, the person that was putting it together just so happened to talk to people, and that's when it unlocked for them. Well, my first one unlocked 
like I said, at the at the ancient armor. My second and third one unlocked after I talked to people in the looming shadow. So I will say that. So maybe if you just wait long enough, it'll unlock, or it'll unlock them if you talk to the people, like he said, or like whoever yeah. wrote the wiki said. Yeah, because mine mine unlocked during the looming shadow part too. But I went to one place and then I went to another and I was like, oh, let me go back to that other place. And as I was traveling back to the other place, that's when the other two unlocked. Uh, yeah. So maybe it's both. Maybe. <laughs> so uh, one important item of note is why the alphas are in Gaia Prime to begin with. Because originally the alphas were supposed to go with everybody else to Elysi- Elysium. That was the, the plan. Um, even in one of her journals, she mentioned going to Elysium. Uh, and as they get, basically what happened is that as they got closer to the deadline, uh, they realized that they weren't close enough to being finished. So Elizabeth told the alphas that they would have to live in Gaia Prime to finish the work. That makes more sense. For some reason, I thought Gaia Prime was a part of Elysium. Which would make Mm-mm. sense why Tom wouldn't be able to go. Yeah, so Elysium, he, Tom says Elysium is miles away. I wouldn't be surprised if Elysium is in the, in the, in the uh, I was going to say Frozen Wilds, not Frozen Wilds, but Forbidden West. Forbidden West, West yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if we run into the Elysium facility in Forbidden West, which would be pretty cool. So oh, that's why the so that means you're only there with those other people. Okay, I can see why he'd be upset with having to live with like <laughs> just those like 10 or whatever people for the rest of his life. Exactly. And one of them is Travis Tate. So um yeah, that that's why. So cuz I think Elizabeth said they had to still do like more testing and stuff like that just to, so I mean Gaia was done, but I don't think they have finished all of the the process you know, fully testing in processes so that's why that's why they were there so that's why uh you know they're not in elysium so you know Aloy she heads further into facility and she finds a memorial for elizabeth and it's a hologram so she plays back the footage this is charles ronson i'm logging this six hours after final deployment of gaia prime this morning an access port seal malfunctioned. Gaia Prime's port seals were designed to close with a seam of less than two millimeters. But this one closed with a 10 millimeter gap. Enough for an energy signature to bleed through. Enough for the swarm to detect this facility. Enough for Gaia to be discovered and destroyed. Enough to end the future we worked so hard to make possible. Unless the hatch servos were manually re-engaged from the outside. I'm now switching to a recording of the event. Well, I'm not going out there. Not what I signed up for. Either we send someone out or all of this was for nothing. It should be Liz's decision. So when is she going to get here? She said five minutes. You don't think... Thanks from here on out. That's what she does. 
not like this. There's so much we... Guys, you know me, I'm... I'm no good at endings. At letting things end, so, um... Let's not. So... Happy trails, Liz. And... Uh, see you around. Yeah. Take care of each other, alright? Liz. I'm okay with this. So this is where we find out the fate of Elizabeth Sobeck. Uh, there was a problem with one of the seals in Gaia Prime, and it couldn't be fixed uh, from the inside. Someone had to go outside the facility to fix it. And the rest of the facility is sealed, right? Like so and the, the thing about the important thing about the facility being sealed, they have to keep it sealed because if they if any of the signals get out, it'll alert the Faro robots. And they'll come and destroy Gaia Prime. So Instead of sending somebody else outside, Elizabeth chose to fix it herself and essentially sacrificed herself for the cause. Which is you probably know. the only person that any of them liked out of everybody. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> well, Margo seemed uh, an unlikable person. She did. Yeah. Yeah. I just, Elizabeth is definitely the kind of person to. She's a leader, right? So she's right, she's the yeah. kind of person to be able to pull everyone together. You have to have a very specific type of personality for that. And everybody else's personality is, you know, very different <laughs> from each other. So Absolutely. Like you're talking about some of the smartest people in the world, so of course they're gonna be Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh that's you know, they're they're not they're not like the normies. They're not like us. Right. <laughs> so Yeah, but yeah, I mean that's it was kind of a like a like a, a sad scene. Everybody was a a bit upset. Actually, it's it's Charles Ronson who was kind of narrating the whole thing. Like I don't even know who if he would be considered the leader now or not. Like who's actually in charge? I mean, he was. He, I, like I said, I'm pretty sure it was Artemis that he was in charge of. So who's the next most important part of Guy Prime at that point? Right. Not Patrick. Hopefully, the guy who built Eleuthia. <laughs> you know, hopefully, not that guy. Oh, he, yeah, I forgot about he him. He won't shut up. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but there's some audio logs from some of the alphas around the memorial. The first one is from Charles Ronson. And, I mean, obviously, he's sad that, that Elizabeth is gone. But the, the important thing that he mentions is that he is glad that Elizabeth decided to forego the Lightkeeper protocol. That sounds familiar. Oh, wait, it is the title of our show. Dun, so, dun, dun. <laughs> so uh, I'm like, Christina, have you put together what, like, what is the Lightkeeper protocol? Wait, okay. Isn't, like, from this message? You mean? Well, from every, actually, at this point, everything that we've gotten uh, about it. Oh, yeah, I guess, I guess we don't get I, more information later. I was like, oh, no, what, what might be a spoiler later? Um, so my assumption after this, I was like, oh, so that must be what ended up reactivating like Aloy is a clone of Elizabeth. So she yes. is the light keeper protocol. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of sort of. Yes. So, kinda, yeah. All right. So basically, um, 
So uh, more information There's more information in one of the journals that gets recovered. Right. And actually you find out the only reason Gaia prime even has living quarters is because of the light keeper protocol, because Elizabeth had proposed the light keeper protocol, even though at the end of the day, she decided not to do it. So it's not mentioned directly what it is. Like there's no definition of what the light keeper protocol is, but the idea behind the protocol was that the out is that each alpha would have a clone and they would raise their clone so that when they died, they'd be able to continue the work on Gaia and the terraforming system. That's what the light keeper. (laughs) That's what the light keeper protocol is. Dude, I'd love to have a clone. (laughs) I would absolutely love to have a clone. I think I would annoy myself too much. Oh, no. Maybe I just love myself too much. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be awesome. Two of me? Boy. (laughs) But, um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what they, that's, it was like a contingency, right? Just in case the work they needed to have done on Gaia was not complete, they would do this Lightkeeper protocol in Gaia Prime where you'd have the Alpha. The Alpha would have their clone. They teach the clone everything that they need to know. When the one Alpha dies, the clone takes that Alpha's place, and then they could just continue to do that thing perpetually if they needed to. See, that makes more sense than what I thought. I thought it was just Elizabeth <laughs> and no. not all of the Alphas. That makes more sense. No. So, um, yeah, at the end of the day, actually, because, you know, Elizabeth said that she's, she, didn't, she wouldn't be able to handle Travis Tate raising another Travis Tate. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, so like I said, you know, she did not, she decided not to go this route. Uh, she, I guess she figured that they'd be able to finish all of the work in one generation, which they were, because by the time Elizabeth had walked out of the facility to seal it, uh, she actually, she said that the work was done, that Gaia was going to take care of everything from this point forward. So... Uh, there was no genetic material in Gaia Prime, but like you said, like you know, well, like we found out, there was genetic material at the cradle sites. Uh, so now, in not in the wiki, but in the actual data point that gets recovered, it doesn't say cradle site; it says cradle sites. So there's multiple cradle sites that have the the the, the genetic material of the alphas. So, if they're at the cradle sites, though, and the alphas were supposed to be at Elysium, how would they then be raising their clones? Well, no, that's the thing. Originally, like they were gonna, they, so they were gonna have the the, the genetic material at uh, Gaia uh, Prime. Oh, okay. But then they decided not to do that. They left the genetic material there at the cradle sites because probably once the cradle sites were sealed, they didn't want to go back out there and be like, okay, get rid of this genetic material. They probably like they right. figured there was no harm in leaving it there. Right. right? So great. What like if you said, there is another Travis Tate running around? <gasps> well, Travis has been nothing but awesome so far. That's true. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, Aloy, like you said, was created using the Light Keeper protocol, and you missed the log that I talked about in uh, Luthia 9, where it had all the logs of the functions that I was doing, and one of them was to create Aloy. You mm-hmm. know? But Aloy's zygote was listed as LK1A1, so Lightkeeper. Like it, it had a special designation. So Now, it also raises the question, since there should be multiple 
zygotes out there in the world, are there multiple Aloys? What if Gaia didn't just broadcast to Eleuthia 9? What if she connected to every Eleuthia facility and left a message and activated the Lightkeeper protocol? It was an emergency situation. Which means there could be a bunch of Aloys that just didn't get as far as our Aloy got. Well, the thing is, our Aloy had the best location because everything was around that Aloy. And she just had so many (laughs) things that helped progress her. Like, the focus is the biggest thing. I'm sure most people don't get their hands on a focus. So, without that, she wouldn't have had anything. Well, we know that Eleuthia 9 had the corrupted Alpha Registry. What if the other Eleuthias didn't? What if it went off as planned? She gets old enough, she stands in front of the door, it opens, she goes into where Apollo's supposed to be, or what is it called, Elysium, I think is what the name of the area was, mm-hmm. the place for learning, picks up the focus from downstairs, goes upstairs, gets the message, but it's probably a little different in each, it would probably be a little different in each facility, right? So, yeah, like, cause, especially because a lot of the facilities are overseas. You know, a lot of the facilities are in are on other continents. The only other, well, actually, the first Eleuthia they mentioned was in China. Right. So maybe the instructions are a little bit more detailed. Like, okay, first build a boat. Then you got to get over to the United States. <laughs> like, you know, the, you, know, you got to right. get over to this landmass. Oh, because then she would make, I mean, Gaia is an, an AI, so I'm sure she could do it in multiple, multiple facilities at once, like making messages. Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. So I'm saying, like, it's it's a possibility, but it's a possibility. There are multiple Aloys out there. Aloy convention. Yeah, Aloy convention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but th- that is where we got the name for the show, Lightkeeper Protocol. Christina had no idea until this point. Like, <laughs> nope. I was like, oh, sounds cool. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and actually, well, the logo on the cover, you understand the logo now, right? Yeah. Isn't that the the logo from the different functions. That's what they showed in when they first that, showed the functions. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the guy. That's the Gaia logo. The Gaia. The, I said Gaiga. The Gaiga logo. Yeah. Yep, got it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the Gaia logo. So if you don't know now, you know. So now there's also messages from Travis Tate. His was pretty tame. I, you know, I thought he was gonna go out with a bit of a bang, but no, his was pretty tame. He just hoped she made it home, and he does not like the the, the memorial that Charles made. And there's one from Ted, but it's actually pretty short. And there's a reason for that. Um, and he just says that she was able to be the martyr and the hero at the same time or something like that. Uh, but we're going to hear more from Ted here shortly. So Now, uh, Aloy does talk to Silence after learning about Elizabeth's fate. Aloy? She's gone. Really gone. You knew she couldn't have survived, Aloy. And her achievements were beyond exceptional while her people bickered she was the one who took responsibility the only one who could she was better than them that's not what i said she was you shouldn't be afraid to admit it saying that shows you misunderstand her completely to her everyone had value everything was worth saving she gave her life in service to that idea Even after everything you've learned, you still don't get it. The simplest thing about her, and the most important. No. She had a superior mind, and a superior will. 
It wasn't about sentimentality. You're wrong. Remember, she knew it wasn't enough for Gaia to think. She taught Gaia to feel, to care, to sacrifice, to believe in life, enough to fight against hopelessness. If it wasn't for that sentimentality, life would have ended. You and I would never have existed. Your argument is sound. I'm sorry for your loss. She said she wanted to go home. Maybe. What? Nothing. It's time to go on. Aloy yeah, seems a bit disappointed by uh, you know by learning about Elizabeth's fate. Like I mean, I guess she had still had some like kind of hope that she'd still be alive. And Silence is like, please, please come back to reality. <laughs> like, right. There's no way she could have she could have lived. And uh, Aloy and Silence they get into an argument about Elizabeth's sacrifice because Aloy says you know Elizabeth values everybody. She valued everybody's life. And Silence was like, well, no, it's because she was superior to everybody else. <laughs> you know, she was the only one who could do this. So you get a flashpoint and you can say, oh, there's no, you know, not in the way you mean or stop acting like a machine or you just don't get it. So which one did you do? Um, is it the you just don't get it? The heart answer? That's the no, no. Like, uh, stop acting like a machine is the compassion answer. OK, that's one that I asked. She literally tells them to stop, like, stop calculating and just like let yourself feel because uh, she like sacrificed herself for friends and the future of Earth and all of that. Uh, and silence is like yeah sounds like she made the rational choice like yeah. <laughs> what do you want me to say uh and she's like you know you got to remember what she did like she she knew what she had to do to continue like um she knew she had to have gaia have like a whole conscious and everything like she's just arguing with him with emotions and he's just being a robot so it's just like he basically says, okay, I'm I'm sorry for your loss, I guess. <laughs> and that's it. Uh, yeah, so when you say you just don't get it, which is the aggressive option, uh, Aloy says that every, everyone and everything was worth saving to her. And that Silence doesn't still, he still doesn't get it after everything. He's learned what was most important about her. And Silence says, well, it's not, it wasn't about sentimentality. And Aloy says, without that sentimentality, all life would have ended. You know, because she says that's what she taught Gaia. She taught Gaia how to kind of be sentimental about life. And then Silence agrees with her and says, sorry for your loss. Yeah, that, that end part was like basically the same. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, uh, you know, as you move on from that, and there's a room close to the memorial. And there's an audio log of Charles Ronson talking to Margot Shen. Hello, Margot. How are you holding up? Um... Dr. Ronson, I've been getting a lot of messages, unsolicited messages from Ted. Margot, I'm sorry. With Liz gone, we've got no one to run interference with him. I'll talk to Ted. He mostly wants updates, constant updates, hundreds of updates on things he knows nothing about. Liz used to field all of his crap. He doesn't understand the systems at all. I was kind of by design, but he's getting pretty sketchy with me. We just have to keep him happy. Liz always said, keep him happy. Are you kidding? You ever hear how she talked to him? <laughs> she was managing him, Margot. I mean, maybe I should ignore him. He's buried in this pyramid with the Hola Hola girls and Panta Antimon Cuckoos. What can he do? So Margot says that she keeps getting messages from Ted, just unsolicited messages. I'm like, oh no, Ted's sending her dick pics. But um, <laughs> I don't know. It might not be that. 
And so Charles said, he, you know, it, that it's Ted and he wants constant updates about the projects on things he doesn't understand. And Margo says he's been getting pretty sketchy with her, but she doesn't really elaborate. So I don't know what like getting sketchy actually means. Uh, but Margo mentioned something interesting. She says that he's in his period with the Panta anti-mod cuckoos and the hollow hollow girls. So he has entertainment. But the important thing is the the Panta anti-mod cuckoos. Now, if you Google search this, like many things in Horizon, nothing really comes up except this line here. <laughs> okay. Uh, from one of the recovered files from Elizabeth, you find out that Ted actually built his own shelter. So he doesn't live in Elysium. He doesn't live in Gaia Prime. He lives in his own shelter in Thebes, which is in Greece. I'm pretty sure. I think it's in Greece. Um, and based on what Margot just said, it doesn't sound like he's alone either. Uh, so back in Maker's End, I have brought up that there's a data point where Ted wanted to have a spiritual summit. And I said it was going to come into uh, and, and to kind of focus later. <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah. So, you know, he there was an invite open to any religious group with a credible audience. And I think there's a chance that he came into contact with this, like, cult. Well, that's what I'm pretty sure the parents at Antimod is, is a cult or a religious group, you know, let's just say cult. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds like, it sounds like something a rich person would do. A rich person with a, with a messed up conscience would join a cult, you know, oh, yeah. or be, or be easy bait for a cult, you know? Now what this cult is about, we have no idea. We don't even really know it's a cult. This is just speculation, you know, but it sounds like Ted went and built his, uh, and he in Greece for some reason, not in the United States, but in Greece, he built his own deluxe bunker, put himself down there, and a bunch of these people. And that is who that's his environment right now. That's who he's been surrounded with. You know, so he's so annoying. Anyway, I just yeah, I still now, don't I don't understand how they let him survive. Like he has his own money, I guess, and he can do whatever, but. Yeah, I think the fact that he funded the project and he I I do believe that comes into play a little bit later. Here. That might have been a mistake. <laughs> uh, so but like I said, we're going to go ahead and get into that now. Also, we'll note in the same in the same journal entry that uh, Elizabeth mentions his his uh, deluxe bunker. She also mentions that the last time they saw each other, he wouldn't look her in the face like he wouldn't look her in the eyes. He kept blinking. And then he left. He left to go to his bunker, right? Like, he has a guilty conscience. Now, he could just have a guilty conscience because of he, he messed up the entire planet. You know, right. that could be enough. However, something else may be at play here. So, uh, you know, Ayla, she progresses through the facility, and she finds more messages from Ted to Elizabeth. And one of them is he questions giving the new humans old knowledge, says that it's poison. And in another one, he says that he found a solution, which is erasure. He says addition by subtraction. And he can make it all go away in one single stroke. So, okay, now he sounds crazy. He's having some type of breakdown, right? And Aloy finds the control center where the master override is. And when she opens the door, like, air rushes into the room. And all of the alphas are there. Well, not alive. They're bodies. So the bodies of all the alphas are in this room. And there is a hollow log and Aloy plays it. 
I'm locked out of core control. Alpha clearance overridden. What the hell is Omega clearance? Oh no. Alpha personnel. Sorry to alarm you, but I need you to listen, okay? To what I'm about to say. This isn't easy. See, uh, I've, um, please, stop trying to access the system, okay? See, see, what this is about is, um, I said stop trying to access the goddamn system. What I'm trying to say is I can't stop thinking about the ones who come after us. Those innocents, those blameless men and, 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 and women. We're gonna give them knowledge? Like it's a gift? Ted, Ted, we've talked about this before. Apollo has 3,000 plus failsafe conditions. It's not a gift, it's a disease. They're the cure, and we're gonna give them the disease. Our disease? No, we can't. And it's not too late. If we're willing to sacrifice. Ted, it doesn't need to be like this. It already is, Samina. I did it three minutes ago. I've purged Apollo. It's gone. All of it. Every copy. A sacrifice? It's not a sacrifice. It's cultural obliteration, you crazy bastard. Millennia of culture. I'm sorry. Really, I am. But sometimes, to protect innocence, innocents have to die. Emergency alert. So we finally understand why Apollo is offline, and that's because Ted Farrow deleted it, and then he killed all of the Alphas, which I'm assuming he did so they couldn't come up with a plan to reconstruct it. How does he have access to all of this stuff? Like, that's that's what's so frustrating. But that's what I'm saying. He paid for all of this. He paid for all of this. He overrode all the alphas with something called the Omega Protocol. He locked them out of the system. Clearly, he built it so that he could override and take control of any part of the facility. He can probably take over any part of any facility. He, he yeah. had this the whole time. Like, while they were building the facilities, he probably had him built, them build this override. In. Like, them as in them or, like, people working for it? Just random the people, people working, working. Um. Yeah, the, the random people working. He could have offered them anything, right? He could have said, if you do this thing, I'll make sure you get into a facility, right? I'll right. make sure you get into Elysium. I'll make sure you get into this other... Because like, the only facility we know of is Elysium. There and could be other facilities. bunker he had, too. And whatever bunker he has, there could be, it could be other secret bunkers. Right. Because he's not the only rich person in the world. Like, rich, smart person in the world. That's true. Far Zenith like we talked about, they were a whole collective. They were a collective of, I think, the 70, is, the 70 most uh, wealthy people on the planet. That's true. They probably have their own bunker. They probably have their own bunker. They're the ones who gave the project the, mm -hmm. the baby makers. Yep. You know? Like, the incubators. Yeah, the incubators. There we go. I gave them the baby makers. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's what... Uh, they, like, I mean, he clearly had this built in, like, you know, uh, you know, on purpose, right? Just in case he decided that he needed to, 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 to make some changes. Like, he didn't like the way things were going. Actually, when he was talking, like, you know, him and Samina had already had conversations about Apollo. And 
teaching knowledge to other, you know, to, to the new humans. And, you know, I think, I think that's probably why they had so many safeguards because they don't want them to get the information too fast mm-hmm. and then, you know, mess something up. So that's why they probably t- put so many safeguards in place. Actually, Elizabeth was actually worried because I know the uh, Odyssey was supposed to have a alpha version of Apollo and Elizabeth in one of her journals was actually worried that if Farzanet made it to another planet, would the safeguards that they actually had in place for Apollo be enough? Like, wh- what type of people would they be creating? You know? So, uh, yeah, there it's, it's, this is, <laughs> finding this out was, uh, a pretty big twist, even though they kind of, I would say it was a pretty big twist to a degree. Cause you kind of got an idea that Ted was going to do something with the knowledge, right. With the, with the information, but it was very close to the point where you actually found out he did it. Right. They set up this, like the guy of prime, like going through that to be like, Oh yeah, by the way, Ted's still here. And they, it was kind of like the further you went in, the more info you were getting about him. And even Aloy, like when you pick up that one before you get to the room with the alphas in it, She's like, well, that that doesn't sound good. So yeah, yeah. So now here's my thing, because uh, one of the things that Charles Ronson said was that uh, Elizabeth was the one who managed Ted, and that kind of kept him under wraps. If Elizabeth does not sacrifice herself, if she gets one of the other alphas to go outside and fix the seal, and she stays inside, does this happen? I think it still does just because based on that data point that you're talking about where he wouldn't look her in the eye because i think he was going to do this no matter what but it just made it easier that she wasn't around maybe i don't know like i think i think that's why he was asking so many questions about their progress updates because he was still trying to make a decision on whether to do it or not right i guess that's true because also because I feel like if Elizabeth was still around, it'd be a lot harder for him to have a conference with just the alphas, like in a specific room, I guess. Exactly. Like he wouldn't have, yeah, he wouldn't have, you know, they wouldn't have called that meeting and had them probably in there. Right. So, uh, yeah. But I mean, this really solidifies that Ted Farrell is the biggest asshole in human history. Oh, yeah. He destroyed the Earth with his robots and then removes all knowledge by destroying Apollo. And then kills all the people that worked so hard on the the programs to make sure human life continued. Exactly. Now, the one thing I will say about Apollo is that Apollo was encoded in DNA and stored in fossils. So how exactly do you purge Apollo? Maybe he just cut off access to it. And that's why he he killed them. So that way, I mean, he does say specifically purge, doesn't he? He does say purge. And he says all copies of it. He said he purged all copies. So I guess technically, I, I also wonder, well, I guess maybe because it was encoded in DNA and that's why they maybe have like a main source of Apollo and then it just gets broadcast to the other locations. I would say, why didn't they store a copy of it in each facility and then replicate it? That's my that's my IT brain thinking. Like, why didn't they just replicate the data? Like, <laughs> well, it was <laughs> yeah. a lot, didn't they? Say it was like thousands of something bytes. I have no idea what they even said it was. Yeah, like forty zeta bytes, which Zeta-bytes. yes is an incredibly incredible amount of data. But um, 
I think it still could have been done. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe not on. Listen, if we're having a chip shortage now, imagine what kind of chip <laughs> shortage they'd be having when there's like robots running well, around it's not the world. Chips. That's the thing. It's 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 fossils. DNA. Oh, yeah, that's right. You just said that. Yeah. So I don't know. But uh, yeah, so Silence took this the hardest <laughs> because, you know, he loves information. Of course. He loves info. So he definitely took this the hardest. He says, you know, you know, I think uh, one of the things that Ted said is he wanted that, you know, that, that, that the men and women would be innocent and then we're going to give them this poison. And Silence says the future wasn't innocent. Uh, he says Pharaoh never saw the slaughter in the sun ring. Right. So, I mean, people will be people, period. Right. <laughs> But definitely, I I mean, this would be thousands and thousands of years in the future from here. But definitely, you know, if they don't know their history, they're they're destined to repeat it, right? So there's going to be possibly another robot takeover. Possibly, yeah. That's like the ending. uh, You probably never saw it. It's probably it's like the ending of Battlestar Galactica. I did not see it. No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> man i'm probably aging oh no i'm not because that show i mean the show's not that old like the new one the reboot's not that old it's a it's, good show it's not that like it's old or whatever i just don't see anything i i have if, <laughs> if you start a sentence with oh have you seen the answer's probably no uh see the ending i, I mean it's it's been a while folks so yeah i'm about to spoil the end of battlestar galactica <laughs> if you haven't watched it so the ending of battlestar galactica was you find out that it's actually not in the future. It's in our past. And the ending is them coming to Earth and then starting a civilization on Earth. And it ends in present day with us making robots. And artificial intelligence. So that's the ending of Battlestar Galactica. (laughs) Sorry if I ruined that for somebody. Still a good choice. Check it out. (laughs) Because there's a lot of stuff that happens between... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, the ending in the beginning of that show. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Ayla, she grabs the master override and leaves the facility. And when you get back to the workshop, silence is there in the flesh. You're here. For a moment. What? Our journey together has come to an end, Aloy. But before I go, I think I owe it to you to tell you the rest of the story. Go on. Some time ago, I admitted that I'd been involved with the Eclipse. But I never told you the full extent of my culpability. The truth is, I was there at the beginning. I found Hades, Aloy, buried on that mountain, trapped in that shattered titan. And I served it. It promised knowledge and delivered such knowledge you have no idea. And in exchange? I helped create the Eclipse, helped it build a cult, an army to do its will. Why are you telling me this now? Because your success depends on knowing this. When I found Hades, the first thing it wanted to know about was the Spire, not Meridian, the Spire. Now why would that be? The Spire was created by Gaia. Which part of Gaia? Minerva. It's code-breaking module. Gaia built spires to transmit the codes that deactivated the pharaoh robots, shut down their biomatter conversion systems. Hades wants to send a new transmission to wake the machines so they can devour the world all over again. Yes, 
Based on what we've learned, that's my conclusion as well. So the Eclipse... The robots they've resurrected... They're just a means to an end. An army to capture the Spire. Yes. So Hades can exterminate life all over again. Unless you stop it. I've done all I can. From here on out, the rest is up to you. Take my lance. Fit the Master Override to it, and you have a means of injection. Then I just need to get close enough to Hades' skull to stab it in? Exactly. Oh, no problem. Silence! Where will you go? Elsewhere. And everywhere. There's so much more to discover before the world ends. And all this? I leave it to you, of course. As it turned out, it was yours all along. I was merely trespassing. And so Silence is there because he wants to. Well, first of all, he tells you that he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna Christian Bale, right? He's out of there. Uh, he says, "You're, you're, you're, his work is done. He can't really help you any further." And uh, he's going to go away. But he did want to tell you about his involvement with the Eclipse. So now, I mean, yeah, they, like there's so many places in this game where you just get info dumps of everything, <laughs> you know, and this is one of them. So first off, Silence was the one that found Hades, right? He found it and it didn't even have a voice yet. He gave it one. And uh, Silence says that Hades' primary concern was, uh, was the Spire outside of Meridian always. And just for, you know, reference, that spire was built by Minerva to broadcast the deactivation codes to the Pharaoh machines. So based on what they've learned, Aloy and Sal is able to deduce that Hades wants to take control of the spire and reactivate all the old Pharaoh machines. That's what he wants to do. So the ones that they're digging up now are just to help them take the spire. And when they get to the spire, he's going to resurrect all the other machines and the machines can get to work on destroying the biosphere again. So, and in reference to the Eclipse, he actually helped create the Eclipse because Hades wanted the Spire, and it just so happened that the Karja Civil War displaced half of the Karja, and the Shadow Karja were desperate. So, Silence used it as an opportunity to introduce High Priest Bahavis to Hades, and Hades was able to convince them that he was the buried Shadow of Legend. And we're not going to do it in this episode, but in, in, in a little bit of a later episode, we're actually going to talk about the origins of the Karja and how Hades was able to use that information and make it make them think that he was this buried shadow of prophecy. Because it wasn't just like Hades was talking some outlandish computer stuff and they're like, oh, <laughs> the goddess says they're corruption. Like, you know, it's, it's not one of those. Right. Uh, no, he said, trust not, me. he said, trust me, bro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like a Nora thing, right? Where, oh my goodness, the, the door spoke to me. Uh, <laughs> he actually, he actually had to, Hades actually had to convince them that he was this buried shadow. So, um, and when they did that, the eclipse started to work. And that's how the eclipse was actually born. That, that cult of essentially, uh, Hades. And Silence, uh, he built the Eclipse Focus Network, so that's how he knew how to destroy it. <laughs> you know, that's how he was able to spy on them. And Hades actually turned on Silence after Silence, I guess, saw some of the war machines and questioned his intent. And Hades tried to draw Silence into a trap. Like, he told him to come and get a reward. 
And then at the same time, he told Helis to come and kill Silence. But obviously, Silence was listening into it. Uh, you know, I mean, Hades, I guess he wasn't that smart to see that somebody <laughs> had hacked the network. And um, yeah, then he also said he found out about Halo. Uh, about, I was going to say Halo. <laughs> Sorry, he found out about Aloy when Hades detected her as a system threat. And Silence had actually already seen a picture of Elizabeth Sobek. So when he saw Aloy, he was like, oh, that's interesting. But then thought Aloy had died. And uh, then was pleasantly surprised when her signal showed up in the mountain. So, and Aloy, she can comment about what he just said. She even say, is there's nothing you won't do for knowledge or you've done what you could to make up for your mistakes? Either way, it doesn't matter what you say, because either way, he just basically says he doesn't care about your judgment. Yeah, it's just, it doesn't matter on how he reacts, but I think the way that Aloy reacts is a little differently because she acts a little bit more compassionate when you say, you know, you've done what you could to make up for your mistakes. And even when he's like, uh, yeah, I'd do it again. She's like, well, so much for learning from your mistakes. Whereas the other yeah. one, I think she's a little bit more aggressive. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's definitely aggressive when he says, I didn't, I don't it's easily, I didn't tell you that for your judgment. Uh, she's like unbelievable. I'm like, is it? I mean, are we, we are talking about silence here. Like, right. <laughs> this is, yeah. So, and so silence, he starts to head out and he leaves you as Lance says, you know, you can attach the master override to it, but it is an upgraded Lance. Like you, it does have an additional function. Like you can do a shock attack with it now when you hit machines. Oh, I don't know how to trigger it. I just do it sometimes. <laughs> like <laughs> You don't do it all the time. Like it happens sometimes. I don't hit many things with attack. my Lance. So, well, in the frozen wild, you might. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so Aloy, she attaches the master override to it, and she 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 gets out of there. There are some there are some data points in there, some audio logs. Which the first audio log is Silence meeting Hades for the first time and talking to it, and Hades trying to get the layout in. He's like to find the time period. And Silence like, oh, yeah, it's the reign of the 13th Sun King. And Hades like, okay, define Karja. And si it's funny because Silence is trying to get information out of Hades, you know, because Hades just kept saying, you know, define Karja. And he's like, you know, he, he thinks that si Silence thinks that Hades, because Silence actually found Hades inside of a, a, a horse. Like, that's how he found him. And Hades and Silence thinks that Hades is the horse. And Hades is like, this is, it just holds the frame, not the intellect. I'm the intellect. Now tell me about the car, Jeff. Like, you know, that's, it's just, it sounds like a funny interaction. They're just both trying um, to get interact or information out of each other, and neither of them are answering the questions. Yeah, exactly. Like, I wish Hades had a more, more of, like, he didn't have such a monotone so I could hear him get frustrated. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there's that one. One of them is uh, with High Priest Bahavis meeting Hades for the first time. Like so, we'll get into that a little bit more later. And then the third one is with Hades telling Silence to come and get his reward, and then Silence and then Hades telling Helis to come kill Silence. And you know, uh, Helis, of course, says something ridiculous, like, "Oh yes, as by the day is the night, he was never one of us anyway." And then he comes over like a, a simple yes would have sufficed, Helis. <laughs> simple okay no problem i'm on the way well he said Helis. he did say it will be done after that so technically he did kill after silence no, no 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 no, he said it will be done so technically he just said like yeah it will be done after <laughs> he said his whole thing yeah you know so he he did his 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 thing there but come on 
we're just a healus hater club for good reasons. We don't, <laughs> nobody likes healus. So, but uh, yeah, so now, uh, now you just got to head back to Meridian because we know what the, what the game plan is. We know that Hades wants to take the uh, Spire, Spire, and Meridian. That's what he wants to do. So now we got to head back to Meridian. I mean, we're not because the first thing we're going to do is go get that armor. But of course, you know. There's, that's what we, that's what I did as soon as I, I you know as soon as I could like as soon as I went back and I don't understand why they even add a puzzle like just just unlock it at that point <laughs> when we put all the power cells in <laughs> like just unlock it that is true that is true I mean they 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 got to give the player something to do you are playing the game they want you to hit some buttons you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, the, the armor is nice because it gives you an overshield, essentially. Like, you know, it gives you an overshield that keeps going back up. Right. So, but either way, the armor is nice. I mean, especially in the Frozen Wilds. Like, if you did Frozen Wilds without that armor, and especially at a lower level, I'm level 50, like, four right now. And I'm still picking and choosing my battles, <laughs> you know, in the, in the Frozen Wild. So, yeah, I went in at level 50 and I was like, wow, this is not a level 34 thing to do, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's the that's the bare bones level to go in. So, but like I said, we're not going to talk too much about the Frozen Wilds. We'll have an entire few episodes about the Frozen Wild. So, but uh, yeah, Christina, when we're closing up here. What what what, what are you thinking? There were so many things I was right on and so many things that I just totally missed, which is, you know, standard for me. I missed so many obvious things, but I knew the second I saw that spire, I was so interested in it. I'm like, oh, this is fancy looking. It has to be something. And I was disappointed because I was like, oh, they just added it. I guess it's nothing. I was wrong. I was right, but I was wrong. But I'm... Yeah, yeah, what? <laughs> I was going to say, but it's a video game. Usually when they have like items like that in a video right. game, it's there for a reason. But I was you like, know. maybe they built it as some kind of like prayer thing. I don't know. For the longest time, I thought that that was like where the sun ring was. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's why they don't go there. But yeah, I'm excited to have pretty much all of the information, you know, like everything. Except for the answer, the things that they're not going to answer. I feel like I got some pretty good answers and pretty much happy, I guess, with how everything, especially up to this point, played out and the information that we've gotten. I mean, they put it together really well. Of course, they're going to. They've been around for like this studio has been around for a while. The game ended up getting awesome rating so of course the storyline is going to be really good but i'm surprised with how good it's been up to this point and just the care that they put into like every little piece yeah i mean at this point i would say we're not going to find out any more information about the world right until we get into the frozen wilds right, right. at this point we're, we're at we're at main game in game and that yeah that's that's about it <laughs> you know yeah i feel like a lot of the big side questions that i had were answered and like the big you know story the thing that's driving the story i'm either going to find out eventually or find out in the next game you know so oh yeah i'm not expecting everything to be answered but a lot of the things that i was really looking forward to having an answer to were answered gotcha okay yeah i mean there's still tons of things to be answered oh yeah you know oh yeah yeah. i'm I'm not expecting everything (laughs) yeah so um 
All right. So with that, we're going to go ahead and close up here. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. If you want to keep up with this show and the other shows on the Mashes Buttons Network, you can follow us on Twitter.com slash the Mash Network. Uh, Christina, where can they find you? You can find me at S'mores Pop-Tart on Twitter and Twitch. I'm also the host of another podcast on the network called Wonders Tales, where we talk about Final Fantasy 14 content. All right. And you can find me on Twitter at Josh Stradamus. You can also find me streaming on our Twitch channel, sometimes at twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. Uh, we'd love to have you join our Discord community, like I mentioned earlier, which is at mash.gg slash Discord. Uh, we'd love for you to reach out with your comments and questions. How did you think about the show, about the game? So feel free to do that in the Discord, or you can even do that on our Twitter account, or you can just email us at contact.mash.gg. Uh, if you want to help us out, one of the best ways to do that is to share the show with others and to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform of choice. And if you want to take your support a bit further, you can do so at mtb.gg support and see all the ways you can support Mash Those Buttons. Uh, we do have uh, tiers on Patreon. Uh, we have a Teespring store. We have Twitch subscriptions and uh, Humble Bundle affiliate links and also a one-time PayPal donation. So I'll link in. You know, I encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show to hear more about Mash Those Buttons. And with that, we are done for this episode. Next episode is the exciting conclusion of well, Horizon Zero Dawn Sands the Frozen Wild. So it's the, it's, it's the end of the game. So we're going to do that. And then right after that, we're going to hop right into the Frozen Wild. So should be a good time. We'll see you guys on the next episode. See ya. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at Twitter.com slash The Mash Network, Facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. 